What's good, everybody? This is the uh, the Northgate Pod. Um, the microphone. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just gonna be like. <laughs> is it? Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. It is. Wow. You can't I touch see the that. microphone. You can't touch the desk. You can't touch anything. God, what can I touch? Just leave it alone. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna angle it just a little bit because I want to. I want to see you. I want to see your face because we're not. We're because we're having a conversation. I don't look at people when I talk. You don't. You don't want to look at me. I you don't want to look at this beautiful face. I don't feel the need to. Ah, fair enough. Dude, it's been a while. Dude, it's been so long since we since we've done done the shindig. <laughs> it has. I've been laying low. You've been laying low. You've been under the radar. Yep. So you you had a you had a vacation. Let's talk about you. You went to you went to Arizona, right? I did. How was it with your family? I mean, it was good. I don't. We took the kids on a plane for the first time ever. That sucked. Oh but, wow. Um, it's better than driving. What flight? Like, what was the? Uh, it's from Denver to. What was it? What was Phoenix. it? What do you call it? Airline. Airline. That's the word I'm looking for. It was for. on United. United. Okay. On the way there, it was fine. Kids were great in the airport. Really? Everything was good. Get on the plane. It's a short flight. It's only like two hours. Yeah. But then, on the way back, something happened with like the GPS on the plane. Like it just wasn't working. On the plane? Yeah. So before we took off. What? Before we took off. There's like three GPSs, and if one of them isn't working, they won't let you leave. They want to make sure the backup is an actual backup, I guess. I oh, like like when you're not not if you're in the middle of a flight. No, <laughs> like right. obviously because, they're not going to let you wanna, leave. Right, and so, um, so this is before before takeoff. This is before takeoff. Gotcha. So they delayed the flight. Then we got on the plane. We sat on the plane for an hour. Then oh they God. made us get off the plane for another hour. Then got back on the plane <laughs> and waited another thirty minutes before we took off. But they kept turning off the plane. It gets so hot in an airplane oh, yeah. without the AC going. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, pressurized. Well, whatever. they're cramming everybody in like yeah, sardines. It's, it, it was awful. But I'd rather do that than drive 16 hours with two kids yes. every single time. I'd rather deal with that whole mess every time than drive. Yeah. And look, people... Because it on, doesn't take 16 hours. Right. And people on the plane... Like giving me dirty looks. I'm yeah. sorry that my two year old can't sit still for seven hours straight. Yeah, but I don't mind. I just smile at them. <laughs> they just look at me all angry. And I just smile at them. Well, the thing is, is that you, like, hello, I mean, you're, you're not gonna. I mean, what, what are do you gonna want me do? to do? Cover cover their you mouth? Stuff, you want me to <laughs> strangle my child? Like, is that what you want? Because that's the only option I have left. Yeah, I've given them everything. They've. I've tried. I mean, we've watched Blippy. We've watched. Skippy, Blippy. we've watched Dippy and all the all the Ippies. We've watched all of them. Wait, is this like a kid's show? Yes, we've watched every single one. We've watched four hours of Cocomelon. We've given them every every piece of food on the plane. Uh, we've walked them. We've we've sat them down. We've switched seats with them. We've let them look out the window. We've tried, you know, we've taken them to the bathroom. We've done everything we can. And so this is you, this is like during the day, so they're not even tired. Yeah, right. And so if you look at me with judgment. I just don't care. That means I really don't care. Those people that looked at you that way, they've never had a kid. Yeah, I don't care even if they did. Like, yeah. is looking at me supposed <laughs> to change the way I feel? <laughs> like you look at me like I'm some sort of like 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 with disgust and I'm like supposed to I'm supposed to have a reaction it, to that? It would for a lot of people, but they don't know Brendan Shoemaker. <laughs> well, like what I'm never gonna see this person again in my life, and yeah. even if I did, it's probably even better because if I did, if I were to see them again, I would care even less. People just need to get over themselves. Yeah, like, I get agree. over yourself. Dude. I agree. I mean, kids are gonna be kids. We you know? we sat in the very back, 
We oh, picked nice. the seats right by the by the bathroom. Nice. And you should know that that's where kids are going to be typically. Is parents will try and put them either at the front right. or at the back. Right. And so don't pick your seat all the way in the back if you don't want to potentially have to deal with kids. Yeah. Because we had another family in front of us who had kids and they had they were dealing with the same thing. My piece of advice for these people would be to invest in some AirPod Pros. Just get some noise canceling, I know. you know. Seriously. That's literally all you need to do. Well, yeah, and it's just like little things like um, Maya wanted to look out the window and then they didn't want the window open. And so they looked at me and they were like, can you shut your window, please? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. You did not. <laughs> yeah. No, I will not shut the window. My daughter's trying to look out the plane. You're trying to read a book and you don't like that there's a little light in your in front of you. You need more light to read. Well, either way, it's like close your window. Was her window open? No, but you get control of your window. Right. That's the window you get control over. Yeah. You can't control other people's kids. You're not going to control everybody else. You just have to be along for the ride. It'll be over in a couple hours, you know? But, I, I again, because I don't have any emotional attachment to what these random strangers think about me, <laughs> right. I thought it was a great flight. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I mean, it, was, it, it met all my expectations. Yeah. I expected it to be terrible, and it was that, so it was pretty good. That's so funny because I, I like having emotional attachments to random strangers on the plane. Like, one of the first things I'll do when I get on a plane is I, I look on my iPhone, and I see who has their airdrop on, and I'll send them a little gif of, like, SpongeBob saying, Hi, neighbor. <laughs> they all decline me, but... <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, there were, there was this one time I was I was on an airplane, and I, I had my iPad, and this was before I had AirPods, so I was like connecting. I was like old school, like connecting my little earbuds into the into the iPad. I was watching the very first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, and right next to me there was a mom and her daughter. Daughter's probably like six probably the first time she's ever watched Spider-Man. And I was like, wow. And she's just like looking on my iPad. And I was like, this is a great experience. And I had a headphone splitter. And so I was like, hey, if you have headphones, we can we can just watch well, it. It's funny you say that because on the way there, there were two people next to me. I sat on one side. Two strangers were to my left. Then across the aisle was my wife and my kids. The way back, we ended up having the whole back row, so we just split them up. But yeah. you're taking off, and you could tell the girl to my left was just terrified of the plane. I I hadn't seen the Batman with like Bane, whatever that is, Dark Knight uh, Rising or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the first scene of that movie is like a plane hijacking, <laughs> like a plane crash. <laughs> and I'm just casually sitting here watching this, and I look over, and the lady is like clutching her her leg. <laughs> And sweating, looking oh. down at my iPad Poor or at lady. my tablet, and so I was—I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> what if like there was an airline that just had plane movies? Like we're talking like yeah. Snakes on a Plane, yeah. Batman. Well, before I go on a flight, I watch all these like plane crash movies. Seriously, why would you do that? Well, like not movies, but like clips. Like I'm a really you're big psyching planner. yourself out. No, it, it's so ridiculous that it calms me down because I'm like, this is insane. Oh, okay. Like this Fair. is never how this is gonna go down. I'm like a really big planner because what stresses me out more than the plane is the airport. So I just went on and I just mapped out our route the day before by piecing together different videos of Phoenix Airport from YouTube and looking at maps and stuff and be like, okay, we gotta go here, then here, then here, then here. Yeah. And so then I have it all laid out, and then I, like, 
have all of my luggage for like when we get out of the car like ready to pull out one bag and if i pull this bag out all the other ones are like connected to it somehow so it's just like super easy wow but because i'm doing that like the algorithm sees that i'm looking at all these airplane and airport <laughs> stuff and so then it sends me clips of movies with planes and every movie that's about planes in- includes a plane crash like that's there's not yeah. really any other content right. if it doesn't crash <laughs> you know just a bunch of old people getting mad at kids for making noise and so it's like there's not really much to it and so um yeah yeah i just think it's funny she was really she was you could tell she was really stressed out but um i wanted to watch the movie so I yeah and you kept watched watching the movie. it wow. i did like kind of like shimmy it to where to where she wasn't looking, she wasn't at, looking it. at it dang yeah I mean, flights can be anxious for sure. <laughs> All right, um, you ready for some news? Sure. Let's jump right into it. Caleb showed off his impeccable editing skills with the release of our new updated policies video. And the masses enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I threw that last part in at the last second. <laughs> well, so, wait. So the that was the end. That was it. Because <laughs> there was no. There, I know. I need. I need. I need to. I need to have like a concluding statement. I just. Yeah. I just can't think of anything. And now, okay, maybe. And now our whole team knows. Now our, and and no, leave this whole thing in. <laughs> they need to see your failure. <laughs> <laughs> and the masses. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> the masses loved it. <laughs> yeah, and and now our whole team knows about our updated policies. wasn't it, Wasn't that a great video? I won't go yeah. on too much about it. it was but great. <laughs> <laughs> did you even watch it, Brendan? <laughs> did, did you even which watch one? <laughs> did you not watch it? Which you need video? you need to watch it. It's 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 on the Northgate team channel. Can you just tell me what video it is? It's please? literally called updated policies. So when did you put it out? Um, I put it out like last week. I think that was when you were gone. I just reminded everybody about some of our policies that are kind of easy to forget. Um, plus, there's some really good perks. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, definitely jump into the Northgate team channel on Slack and scroll up a little bit to find the video. And, uh, yeah, there's some really cool stuff to take advantage of. All right, next up. A mysterious entity has been replacing... Ah, oh, frick. I, I said that wrong. Okay, let's start over. <clears throat> A mysterious entity has been misplacing our key cards for the IPOS cabinet. One day, this entity may even lock our master key card inside of the cabinet. The horror! That, that was also the end of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like, keep waiting for something significant. <laughs> So yeah, shout out to Ben Ben Heinrich. I, th- I think he was the mastermind behind setting up that uh, that smart cabinet. I've never seen anything like that, um, where where there's just no key. You just you put a card right on the door and it opens up. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with stuff like that because you're like in the I mean, smart world. Yeah, I'm in the smart world for <laughs> sure. It's just an RFID card. We have them on our back door. Oh, like at your house? No, we got. The okay. restaurant, the back door has a, a a card scanning door opener. Do you have that? Because uh, I I certainly don't have one. I feel like I should have one. You have a key. Yeah. These are for our, tr- our like the, our truck drivers to do key drops. 
God, why don't I have... That sounds so much easier to open the door than, than just a key. So where are you going to put the cards? In my wallet. That's better than taking the key? Absolutely. No, it's not. You're the person who doesn't even like keys. You you just you just want, like, you right, know, if but, you approach the door, it opens. Right. That's not the same as pulling on my wallet, finding the card, <laughs> putting the thing in, putting the card back in my wallet, putting the wallet back in my pocket, and walking in the door. Whereas the key, you can use half of your hand to push the key in and turn it, and half your hand to grab the handle and pull at the same time. So you just walk up to the door, pull it open. Well, fair enough. I just think the whole thing's pretty cool. I thought it was really nifty. We've had a little trouble keeping the card inside of the cabinet and closing it, and so we have to get a master key in order to get that backup one out. So yeah, that's that's a good lesson to everyone. Please be sure to not put the key cards inside of the IPOS cabinet, my front counter people. Thank you very much. That's all I got for news. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. I think I need to get a little bit more creative. We've just been on such a really good grind lately. We don't really need to change much. Yeah, we've been grinding for sure. <laughs> yeah. The podcast is big is a big grind. <laughs> Huge grind. Absolutely massive. All right. Are you ready to get into maybe some questions? Okay. Um, are aliens real? Okay, so I, I think the the traditional alien where like you're flying in a UFO that is not real at all. I do think there are other forms of life outside of Earth. Because the universe is just so massive. It's just giant ginormous you're telling me that the only life in this entire universe is on earth i just don't feel like we're that special i feel like there are there are other forms of life out there for sure we just don't know about them and they're far away i think that you have to determine what an alien is that's fair like are you talking any life does it need to be intelligent life what is intelligent life that's a good point but i think it's mathematically unlikely that we are the only life I think aliens might be real. They might not. It doesn't matter. We'll never see them. <laughs> well, I don't know. We might see them one day. It may no, not because be us. It, because of how long it takes for, for things to move, the longer time it takes for us to reach contact, if you will, the less likely it is that we ever will. If you want to call somebody from like the Earth to the moon, it takes like eight minutes or something like that. Yeah. So if I texted you, hey... It would take eight minutes for that hay to reach you. Maybe that's, it's that's like, maybe fast. it's different time than that. Wow. Which is fast, but that's at the speed of light because it's done via radio waves. Right. And so if it took eight minutes to reach the moon, just to reach the end of our galaxy, it's like days, hours or something like that. Right. right. If you're talking about seeing something outside of the universe we've observed so far, or even just outside of our galaxies, getting that information directed at something, is virtually impossible. And then not only that, but by the time you get the information to that person mm. or that thing, in order for them to process it, understand what it means, know where it's coming yeah. from, and then send information back to you, it's just that, not going to happen. That could even take years for that information right, to dec- get here. Decades, thousands of years. That's crazy. Not to mention the fact that there's like decay of that transmission as it goes through, yeah. through things. Right. Wow. There's just no way to know. And if there's a, uh, for example, a, an alien race that can get to us who have been able to develop the technology for things like intergalactic travel, <laughs> yeah, their technology is so advanced that it's like we're nothing. We are a primal species compared to anybody that could get to us. Yeah. And so the same way we look at sheep and pigs and cows and things that we eat 
or things that we disregard as intelligent life is potentially the way that we could be viewed to those alien species. Wow. And so it's just like, it just, I don't know if you want there to be aliens. Yeah. It's kind of the point. Cause it could bring, it could bring up some, some issues. Look at the, maybe, the maybe even an intergalactic engulf the earth. If, if, if something doesn't happen sooner, you think the sun's going to engulf the earth? It will. If something doesn't happen sooner, ultimately, when the sun dies, the earth will die with it. So you're saying the sun will just explode? I mean, either it will explode or it will stop producing heat. Either way, the sun will not be around forever. Why not? I mean, we see evidence of stars dying all the time. That's a ball of gas that's burning. Hmm. So eventually, I mean, it's like a candle, right? Eventually it will burn out or it will expand and explode and turn into supernova or collapse on itself and become a black hole or wow or collide with another star where our galaxies you know colliding with each other and things getting all messed up that way and even if that doesn't necessarily like something collide directly with the earth the gravitational complexity and how that would affect the ecosystem and the electromagnetic field and the atmosphere and yeah of course well it's just common sense (laughs) like it's not like oh yeah yeah common sense Eventually, it will it will fizzle out. That's crazy to think about. I'm just thinking about the universe and just how just how massive like just space is. Yeah, it's at least four. <laughs> four what? <laughs> Any measurement you use, it's at least four. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I just think the whole thing is crazy that there's just more. Even when you, when you just think about planets you know not even like alien life form or anything there's just more than what is in front of us well then you get into like the whole perlo universe stuff and the multiverse theory and oh god and i I don't believe in the multiverse my only challenge to that would be i don't necessarily believe it or not believe it but why is more than one universe harder to believe than one It, it just seems like there should just be one okay that's (laughs) <laughs> if that's if that's what you believe, yeah, then that has consequences. What consequences? Because there, there are there, consequ- are there any implications that there's another whole universe? Of course, there's implications. There's implications to all of it. But what I'm saying is that if you're submitting to the idea that there's only one universe, but it's a giant universe. It's not just like one universe. It's massive, and it has all these intricacies, and it's just huge. And there, there doesn't need to be another one. <laughs> okay, does there need to be 700,000 planets that have literally nothing on them? Does there need to be any of that? I don't know. Okay, so my point is is that it's not any more unbelievable that there's alternative universes, if you will, that are operating on their own space-time fabric. That's not any harder to believe to me than, than there is one. Wow. You know, we only see the world in its third dimension. But that doesn't mean that the fourth dimension doesn't exist. That doesn't mean that a fifth dimension doesn't exist. It just means that we don't have the sensory organs to represent it because there's a mathematical proof for four-dimensional things. We just can't process them because our brains are just terrible. Dude, that's crazy. But there, it's like that you can mathematically prove a fourth, a fourth dimension. Because, again, three, three dimensions is just length, width, height. The idea is the fourth dimension Not is time. volume. Right, <laughs> right, and you live in a volume-filled space, <laughs> yeah. which is the thir- third dimension. <laughs> and so, <Proceed. laughs> and so, 
that is the fourth dimension's time. And so if you look at things like the theory of relativity and uh, you know a lot of the stuff that people like Stephen Hawking have worked on with like, you know, trying to prove singularities and things like that is that the universe exists in a space-time fabric in a fourth dimension. That we exist in a fourth dimension, just in a third dimension. Wow. So it's almost like we're in like a liminal space between dimensions. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of fifth dimension that we just can't comprehend. Think about it like this, right? So this is like a big David Atten- Attenborough. He's a he's like a, a documentary voiceover guy. He's mm-hmm. a, that old British guy that is on most documentaries, right? I'm sure I've heard of him. <laughs> uh, you have. And he talked about how, um, like, if you were to take, the like, the top off of a termite's nest, you would see all these termites working in perfect order. Right. And they know where each other are and they communicate and they have all these systems and this design and they're working in, in perfect harmony with each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't have eyes. So They don't have eyes? Or at least they're blind. And so oh. they don't know. Wait. Oh, my God. So they don't are know. Are you sure? Yes. At least there are species of termites that he's referencing that are. So uh, they're blind. I've I mean, naked mole rats are blind. And they have what? all that stuff. Yes. Naked mole rats are blind? Yeah. Mike, what other things are blind? All sorts of things. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it, right. But but the point Bats is, is that the termites will never know that that you're watching them work. Not because... They don't even feel... Like, they don't even Because like they don't it. even have the sensory organ to perceive that somebody is watching them. Oh, my and God. So, so, and this is why... Oh, my God. This is why... There's an objective truth, right? But it's hard to say that you know what the objective truth is because mm-hmm. you might be missing fundamental information that the human brain is incapable of considering because right. they don't have the right sensory components to perceive that information. Just like a termite can't perceive that David Attenborough is watching them work because they are just they are just completely ignorant to that information. And so, yeah, right. It feels crazy to think that the universe that there's a multiverse or that there's other dimensions, but that's that's not necessarily because it's not possible. It's because you'll never be able to collect the data to prove it or not. We could essentially be the termites. Exactly. And I would argue that the fact that we don't have enough data to replicate a universe, right? Because let's say you knew how all of it worked. Mm-hmm. Then theoretically, if you knew how all of it worked, you would be able to replicate it. You know what one plus one is. And so you can replicate that. Yeah, thanks for the match <laughs> for the viewers out there, the listeners out there. So because you can replicate it, it's it's because you have all the pieces of data. You have all the information you need. So we can't replicate the universe, and I don't think we ever will, because I think we will fundamentally never be able to perceive all of the components. And so that's why when people ask me what I believe about certain things, it's a difficult question to answer because it's not what they're actually asking. They're not asking what I believe in. They're asking what I have chosen to have faith in. Hmm. Because even the faith of even gravity is a is a is a choice, even the belief of gravity. And you can say, well, there's all these data points to suggest that gravity is true, and I would agree with you. I choose to believe that gravity is the answer, you know. But I might be missing a different sensory component to where gravity is held in place by some sort of quantum, you know, mechanic in in the seventh dimension. Yeah, and it just maybe we're just eating like, too many Twinkies. We, right. we just can't float exactly. And so then there then. Like, we don't have that information. My, my whole point here yeah. is that it's like there's so many possibilities that it's really just about what are you going to choose to believe in because you're probably going to be wrong in some capacity no matter what. And even if you're not wrong in your belief, 
you may be wrong in how you got to those beliefs. For example, if I see that 1 plus 1 equals 2 over and over and over and over, but I don't understand why 1 plus 1 equals 2, I have the right answer, but I don't know why it's the right answer. So it's like you may have a belief system, and you may believe something, or, or you may observe something, but you're missing a fundamental piece of data that makes it true in the objective world because you're looking at the objective world through a subjective lens. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like my mind just expanded by like 5,000. Wow. <laughs> you're almost at a fourth grade level. <laughs> It's at least four. Right? It's at least four. <laughs> well, and that's why you have things like um, you look at like the Fibonacci sequence. The what? Okay, this is a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> and so bringing it all the way back full circle, people who say, well, I only live in, I only live for the objective truth. It's like you don't even know what the objective truth is. You yeah. only know what your subjective truth is based off of the objective, air quotes, measures that you can perceive. But you're ignorant to so much information, not because it's your fault. You right. just are. Right. Everyone is. You don't actually know. You don't know anything. You just have choices that you make based off the information you have, which is what you should do. Right. Regardless of what you think that choice should be. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, hit me with the next question. All right, on the the deep question trend. <laughs> We're um, being existential today. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> oh man, that may be too complicated to answer. <laughs> what um what universe would that apply to? Uh, I mean, all of them. Yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't specified. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, why does it matter? <laughs> okay, so let's, fine. Let's, for I the th- sake I of an argument, let's matter. say it matters. Let's say it matters. It doesn't, but let's say it does. <laughs> the first way that I go about approaching this question is defining what a sandwich is and then defining right. what a hot dog is and seeing if they are the same. Right. So to you, what is a sandwich? So yes, I think a sandwich is two loaves of bread two loaves two loaves i'm saying that right two pieces or two loaves yeah two loaves yeah two pieces no it's like a loaf thing. of bread no <laughs> Wait. a loaf when you go to the store and you buy a loaf of bread it's a loaf no no you brought you buy a log of bread excuse me <laughs> it's just you know it's it's the bigger no, bread no a loaf is like unsliced bread but I get sliced bread, so it's not a loaf. Exactly. No, no, the whole thing is not a loaf, but individually, it's a it's a loaf. No, it's not. <laughs> That's my truth. That's my no. definition. Okay, well, let's see what the dictionary says. Let's see what a loaf of bread is. A shaped or molded mass of bread. Could you not argue you that argue. slicing a bread is shaping the bread? You're right, you could. But then you have to talk about like language and its adoption in society and the fact that nobody thinks that that's what that means. (laughs) 
And so you can say it all you want, but if your goal is to communicate with other people, you're probably not going to do too well. <laughs> okay, okay. So so two slices so, of bread. Hold on. Is okay. a Subway sandwich not a sandwich? Because it's not two slices of bread. Here's my argument. If That's you're tough. gonna say that a sub is a sandwich, then a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay, okay. Here's my thing. If there is not a hot dog between the bread, it is a sandwich. Okay. So if I put hot dogs on two slices of bread, not a sandwich. What if I cut the hot dogs into slices? <laughs> what about loaves? <laughs> like, okay. So, so was bologna a sandwich? Bologna could be a sandwich okay, because a, a bologna comes in a loaf. <laughs> Right, 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 right. And then they slice it. Right, yeah. So if I slice a hot dog <laughs> like I would slice bologna and I make a sandwich with it, is it not a sandwich? It's a gross sandwich. But it's a sandwich. It, so you're saying it's the, <laughs> the, the okay. sausage shape that makes <laughs> no, 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 it no, no, not okay, a sandwich. Okay, okay, okay. I take it back. So if, if it's in its hot dog form, no matter how you slice it, dice it, whatever – you put it between two pieces of bread, no matter what those pieces of bread are, it's not a sandwich. It's just not. That's science for you. So because it's a hot dog? Because it's specifically a hot dog, yes. It does not belong. So what if it's like a sausage? Well, that too. So why is bologna <laughs> exempt from the other sausages? Because bologna is a sausage. <laughs> Well, I mean, I hear bologna sandwiches all the time. <laughs> if you consider a meatball marinara sandwich, if you consider a sub a sandwich, I do consider. If a you sub consider a, a hoagie bun a sandwich, if you consider a pulled pork sandwich a sandwich, I do. Then a hot dog follows every single marker okay. that another sandwich does. Okay. okay. But again. Going all the way back to the beginning, <laughs> who actually cares? <laughs> this is such a, a crazy thing to care about. This is important. This is important stuff. Does anyone think hot dogs are better than hamburgers? Like, obviously somebody does, but, like, why? Because hot um, dogs – and why do we, we – so we put hot dogs and hamburgers together. Right. Because it's like they're, barbecue. like, common barbecue. Yeah. A hamburger is definitely a sandwich. Definitely. Um... No, that's a burger. That's not a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Here's my answer to this question. <laughs> Whatever your heart tells you, ignore that. <laughs> and then whatever your brain tells you, do that thing. Because that's going to give you the best answer 99% of the time. Okay, here's, here's my new caveat, okay? If there is a hot dog bun... It is not considered a sandwich. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a serious thing about it. Serious, just talking to me. Okay, so <laughs> my watch is telling me that a hot dog bun <laughs> is, is a type of soft bun shaped specifically to contain a hot dog or another type of sausage. So, yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like that works. If there is a hot dog bun, it cannot be a sandwich. So therefore, sub subs 
are that because they're not hot dog buns because hot dog buns are specifically used for hot dogs or sausages. So if I made a peanut butter and jelly on a hot dog bun, because I've oh I've god, done, why? <laughs> look, dude, so you many things tell wrong you, with that. You can tell, okay, that you've never you you haven't lived the struggle, man. Because because <laughs> you're telling me you put peanut butter and jelly. Okay, so if I made a ham and cheese, but I used a hot dog bun instead, is it a hot dog? No, because you don't have a hot dog in there. But you just said, but it's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich either. It's neither. It's a completely different concoction. Let's see what Google says. Listen, Siri already Googled it for me. Merriam-Webster. Oh gosh. Came down definitively on the side that yes. Hot dog is a sandwich because oh my God. the definition of sandwich is two or more slices of bread or a split roll having filling in between. Well, that's just one person. Nope. That's what the I think Merriam's dead now. But that's what the language Merriam Webster is dead. So if you were trying to define something, then we are using language to do that. If we're going to do this honorably we have to use the parameter set right you can't play soccer with a baseball like you could but you're not playing soccer anymore so if we're trying to define something we have to use the rules of language and if yeah, we use but the that's rules one, of language that's one definition that's the definition no that's one definition that, of a sandwich you're right according to the subtractive truth argument you're right both can be true at the same time but i'm right Objectively, no. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. If 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 you're using a okay, hot dog well, I'll bun, give you one. Uh, what is again? What is sandwich any more than a word that we've created? Nothing. Right. So it's just words, man. Doesn't I know it's just words, but it just when when you get that uneasy feeling of saying, "Oh, look at my sandwich," and you got a hot dog and a hot dog bun. That, there's say, just some, there's say, just something fundamentally wrong say. about that. I would that. say I would say definitively, a hot dog is a sandwich. I would think I think socioeconomically and sociopolitically hmm. it's a hot dog because nobody yeah. refers to a hot dog as a sandwich without trying to be unique and pick me <laughs> because there are people I know who would argue to the death that it's a sandwich. Right. And every single one of them just likes to play devil's advocate. Yeah. It's and just, so socially, yeah. it is a hot dog, not a sandwich. But linguistically, <laughs> yeah, it's it goes back to that question: Is water wet? We're not going to go into that, but it's kind of like the same parallel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Wow, we we came to a really nice agreement there. I, I didn't think we would. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, the last question is: What song are you listening to right now? Like the most? What song are you listening? What song to? am I listening to the most? I've been <laughs> I've been on this trip lately of of like okay so I I have this playlist called Hype Train Choo Choo okay? okay and uh and it's essentially like my hype songs so it's like the ones that are just it's just this ball of high energy like positive high positive energy was it called the Hype Train <laughs> Hype Train Choo Choo look it up on Spotify um Gosh. Anyway, so a lot of it is just songs from 2010. <laughs> and so I've been listening to that. So you got like, what you say. 
Is that what you've been listening to? This is on your playlist. That is not on my playlist. Oh, that's on Green Knight. <laughs> Mine's mine has a picture of Thomas the Tank Engine. Gosh, no, I'm not listening to that. Yeah, but it, it consists of a lot of like um, replay by Ayaz, What You Say by Jason Derulo. Um, just so you know just that, that is, whole... that's a remix of the song. You know what, I mean? what? That What You Say song? That's not the original. That's not the original. No, the original is a song called "Hide and Seek" by, uh, like, Imogen Heap or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Does it? What does it do? Like, does it have like the same melody? Listen to it. It's great. No, it's like very art. It's like a very artistic, poetic song about a divorce. Well, that's what "What You Say" is about. Oh, okay. Well, that's what this like original is about too. It's really, it's really, really good. You should listen to it. Wow. So they turned a poetic song into like something. Some some sort of trash pop <laughs> thing. <laughs> So yeah, that's just kind of what what I've been on. Um, just oh. just on on the on the hype train, all aboard, choo choo. No, all aboard. <laughs> I'm getting off. I'm getting off the street. <laughs> what about you? What song? I've been listening to a lot of Tool. Tool. Yep. That's what they're called. Yep. Tool. The song. Uh, I really like the song Lost Keys. Mm-hmm. By Tool. It's off their Ten Thousand Days album. It's really great. I have to listen to it because I've never heard of them at all so they are like the epitome of it's like if you put like an intj <laughs> in a band in fact the front man is an intj oh really yeah uh his name is maynard james keenan he's he's one of the best their songwriters of all time i think so well you're only saying that because you're the same personality nope. type as him. i knew that i thought that way before i knew anything about myers-briggs but i had a Fair. suspicion so i went and looked yeah okay bye everyone <laughs>